right, guys, welcome to my battle plan. I have my guest today, Eric Zapata, and he's coming with us. And uh, we met through the fitness industry, uh, through actually a coach uh, servicing uh, platform that we kind of both use, um, Vince Domonte, seven figure mastermind. And, you know, I started following Eric. He, he shared a lot in the group and kind of was like one of the guys that, you know, seemed like he would like try to just give people good advice. A lot of coaches out there, frankly, that come into these groups and, you know, they're, they're starter coaches. They're, they're trying to like change a career or trying to learn a lot. And so, you know, there's a lot of good information that gets tossed, but Eric was one of those guys that kind of gave some good advice and didn't have to, he wasn't getting paid from, from anybody. And, you know, I think it had to do with his transformation and his journey for himself and see what coaching can do for people. So, you know, I want to bring him on today and I follow him. He's one of the very, very few people that I follow in the fitness industry like that. Um, cause he's funny and, and frankly, he, he speaks to the same client, um, you know, that I speak to essentially, you know, men that are overweight. And I just thought he had such good ideas and we, he, he chat with me, he kind of gave me some tips on things as well. And, um, you know, so I just want to bring him on as, as a guest and let him kind of have some, uh, conversations with, with me and we could talk and maybe help you today. You know, it's, it's two people that, you know, really speak to people that are overweight. And I think that there's a lot of us, a lot of, of them out there, not that I am, but I think that we could kind of have a conversation today that is more helpful, um, some informative, but I, I, you know, if he's willing and able, let's, 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 uh, combine our minds and see if we could help somebody today. How's, what do you think? How's good to meet you, brother. All right. Um, your story is pretty interesting. Why don't you drop that a little bit? You know, you, you kind of, uh, you know, started off, you know, is the skinny guy and then you kind of let yourself go partying, drinking, you know, letting yourself go a little bit and you got in trouble there. So what happened? Man, I, I usually speak too much, but I'm gonna give you the short version. So I actually started out fat when I was in. Um, I was when I started the fitness journey was in. Uh, I was 11 years old. I was a fifth grader, maybe it was at about 10 or 11 years old. And I remember just had fat little titties and jelly rolls, and always being in gym class where you know you're in swimming class, of course, with your crush and stuff like that, and just being you know having low self esteem. And I'm like, you gotta be shitting me, you know, or you gotta be kidding me that I got my crush in the class, and then. Just, um, you know, even though your friends didn't make fun of you purposely, but they poke jokes at you, you know, you know, and they're all little ripped and skinny and bones. And, 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 you know, even though they didn't do it purposely, it still hurt your heart when you're that young. And um, I took it upon myself to lose 40 pounds as an 11 year old boy. And that's a lot of weight. If you think about that, I mean, yeah. don't, don't do that. Can't do that. Like I did as 11 years old. I went jogging every morning. I played football. I played basketball. My mom taught me the basics of just eating better. Like for a kid, it's like, we're not going to count macro and like that, but you're going to, because coming from a Latino family, like we're in the raising the hood and stuff like that. So there's a lot of corner stores and stuff like yeah. that. So you just drink juices and just everything with soda, go grab whatever in my purse, the coins and go get a little Debbie snacks and whatever. And then when I cook for dinner is what I cook. So that's how I was raised for a little bit, just be a kid. And then, but you, you, it went fast and I was starting to get real fat and um, I had to just change the habit. So my mom was actually a fit woman. She just let me live a little bit. She's like, well, sweetie, if you want to, you know, change it, you got to get your nutrition straight a little bit. And she just taught me the basics, things like switching from whole, you know, like 2% milk to skim milk, regular soda you're pounding every day to here you can have my diet Pepsis, uh, wheat bread instead of white bread. You get one little Debbie uh, fat-free or low fat cake after dinner, instead of you having a whole half carton of ice cream. And as I started to see the results come and compound, it started to really motivate me of what happens when you go all in and you're working out, you're taking care of your nutrition and you're losing this weight. So that was the start. And it was big, man. I uh, lost 40 pounds. I uh, ended up getting my crush that year and dating her for a little bit, like first girlfriend. I, Cause that was my thing is I wanted to get girls in middle school. Like I'm not, you know, people usually lie. Like, I'm blunt. Like I wanted girls, you know? So I, I got her, she's my little crush. It was great. And then um, that kept me motivated. And I think that's what really started me and is what led me to where I am today. And any kind of success 
is I learned from an early age on that if I really want for something in life, I got to go for it, but I got to be consistent because too many people quit far too soon. Right. That goes for anything. They want to start a business. They want to lose weight. They want to So imagine that when you're a little kid and that's stuck with, it's better to start when you're a little kid because that has, that has led me to who I am and stuck with me sports in middle school, high school, getting the girl, going for whatever, making the money I do now. And that, that fitness has really been a compounded um, decision and lifestyle change that has really molded me into the man I am today. And um, so I started with being fat. But then the thing is, what sucks, and a lot of these people that we help are they, I didn't know any knowledge, I just knew to run, do cardio, and just eat less calories. But I got skinny fat necks, and that sucks because naturally you think if you're going to lose weight, you're like, eventually the abs are going to start coming. I want to look like my little black friends. You don't know say little black friends are always ripped up in school and they always got eight packs at age. You know, so maybe so, that's what I saw Eric. Cause I, I saw a skinny picture of yeah, you. Maybe that, maybe I that's what I saw. Cause I was like, fat. I thought you went skinny fat. I thought you went skinny first, but maybe you just start off big. Okay. Fat and then skinny fat because I okay, didn't okay. Like weight training until high school. And then that was the sucky stage. So from middle school, all the way to junior high school, I'm like, I just gave up. I just kept playing sports. I was a good athlete. But I was like, this sucks for me to lose all this weight. You just think the, the cure is just keep losing weight and doing cardio. And eventually you're going to get ripped. But I didn't know any better. And then I remember the football coach was like, dude, you got to start lifting weights and you got good genetics. You lift, if you're going to look like your dad, my dad's you know, pretty just naturally beastie, six foot, 220, just jacked. Um, and I started lifting and just falling in love with how fast I was getting results. Just naturally, little high school kid taking the inno explode pre workout, loving working out, doing power lifting. And then you see how fast things come together when you, when you work out. And then that's when things took off. I just got obsessed in uh, 2005 with weightlifting and never stopped. I just kept learning and learning and learning. And then, yeah, and then so much. So it's been fat to skinny fat to lifting weights. And then that stage where a lot of people are, you, you probably know the stage is a lot of our clients that are, you know, past 30 is they're stuck. Insanity is Monday through Friday. I was doing the same thing, going to the gym. It was religion. Every, every Monday through Friday, I took my little meals to work. I made sure everything was great. Meal prep. But what do I do? On the weekends, Friday night, time to go out with my boys. I but I just had the conversation. Boom. Right before you came on this. <laughs> go out with my boys Friday night. I promised I wasn't going to drink too much. Ended up drinking too much. We're eating pizza at three in the morning, waking up saying, ah, screw it. We already ate up back our calories. Let's go back and start over. I mean, let's start Saturday. Let's just go kick it again. You kick it all day Saturday, Sunday, you do a Sunday fun day if it's Sunday, summertime. And then sure enough, it's Monday. And you're like, well, I'm going to do the same thing. And I did that for years. And it's just like, why didn't that click sooner? It was like insanity. I didn't know how important, not just nutrition is, but actually knowing your calories and your macros, if you want it consistent compound results, because how many of our clients like, I'm trying to eat healthier, like, I hope you know, that means nothing. If you want to lose weight, like you can eat, you know, if you're supposed to be eating 2000 calories to be in a deficit, but you're eating 2600 calories of just broccoli, rice and chicken, you're not going to lose weight, right? I mean, I'm not a scientist, but is that correct? That's correct. It's correct. Okay. So, but you know, you can literally eat Chick-fil-A twice a day and still be the person that loses more weight. So I was like, damn. So I, that's when I really, so in my college, I started really like every YouTube video, every little book that I can buy about like teaching how to do macros, calories. And I transformed my own body and I was testing all my family and friends getting crazy results. And uh, that's when I got really passionate about like, wow. Cause a lot of people that are personal trainers. They don't really do the nutrition part. That's something you got to self teach you. They're not going to teach you like the, Oh, like, you know, stay in your scope, like, you know, da, da, da. Yeah. You know, like if you, but it's a whole different thing than a nutritionist or a dietitian does, you know, I think I'll go pay the nutrition or dietitian. Like, cool. But if you want a body transformation, <laughs> show me your results in six months, let's see what they do. And I guarantee you, you're going to be like, shit. 
But then if there's a difference between body transformation, who understands like calories, calorie deficits, macros, and the importance of being consistent, making adjustments, things like that. So I got really hooked on that. So it's been fat, skinny fat, lifting forever, and then dialing in my nutrition in 2015, quit drinking alcohol in 2013, um, April 11th. It's been almost 10 years got in some trouble. I was just getting pretty aggressive working in the bars. I just started to get addicted to that lifestyle, drinking, doing drugs, partying, and then starting to fight for no reason. I don't know why. I've never been like a real tough guy, but I was just getting real aggressive. I remember I got arrested three times in one month uh, for fighting in a bar. And then the last one, I broke somebody's jaw. And that was the one that kind of like just told me to chill. Like, cause I'm not going to keep getting slaps on my wrist. I was feel like facing a felony three years in jail. I had to pay $10,000 in restitution. All this stuff is just like, dude, I'm just like, what am I doing? Who am I becoming? This is stupid. And I right yeah. there, I told God in jail, I said, I'm done. I said, get me out of jail. Like, don't make me do no time. I promise I'll never have a sip of liquor again. And that was it. You know, and I, I never had drank a sip of liquor then. And that's my testimony and everything um, changed. I stopped drinking. I stopped smoking weed. Never have I ever tried to do any cocaine, any bullshit stuff that I used to do. No aggression. You think differently. If somebody wants to fight me this day and age because they're jealous of my success, you turn the cheek because it's just who you become. So one great decision led to the next great decision of me being a more wise, mature adult that has made me keep taking compounded steps of success, if that makes any sense. So Boom. that's kind of like my journey, man. I like it. I like it. You know, you sound similar, not not similar in, in that capacity, but like kind of like having a hard stop. Do you think that's what it takes for people? Do you think do you think that they can have a journey where they're doing a little bit of this, but they're still eating clean in that? Are we talking about just like losing weight or are we talking about alcohol? Both. I'm, I'm saying their journey is to lose weight, but can they still have alcohol? Can they still have their cheat meals and things of that nature? Like, what are your thoughts around that? Okay, so just side note for 15 seconds. If we're talking about alcohol and like how I quit alcohol, an alcoholic can't just do that, I think, is because they're so like they need that. Right on. Okay. I was never an alcoholic. So like me, I was just like, I'd rather smoke weed than drink. And I was like, yeah. I'm done. And I never thought about it again. That's different. Um, so that was easy for me to do. But as far as our clients and or who I serve, um, I think you can have your own cake and eat it because obviously we know that, you know, flexible dieting and stuff like that does, you know, co- you know, staying within your macros and stuff like that. Um, it's just, it depends on what kind of coach you are and what you stand for. Um, I can help somebody lose weight and let them eat whatever the hell they want and eat whatever you want. As long as you hit the macros, you're still going to lose weight. But I think that calorie deficit matters. And also, um, you know, having your macros and that's, if you want consistent compounded results, right? Let's just say we have a fat person that wants to, you know, it's five, eight, two seventy, And there's a difference between that person losing 15 pounds in six months, as opposed to someone working with me, losing 40 to 60 pounds in six months, you know, night and day. Yeah. But, um, as far as the food choices, I would prefer as my lifestyle is to have my clients eating more healthy whole foods and then just to get the weight off because it builds that consistency. They feel fuller, they feel better, things like yeah. that. And then once you, and I, like I explained to my clients, this is like our boot camp, even though it's not aggressive. It's like, dude, let's just get you not fat anymore and let's just help you because you're going to feel great. You're that, 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 you're full, full. And then once you get there, then I'll teach them a phase of flexible dieting where, dude, you can have cake, you can drink all the time if you want, but you got to, you know, you make the calls. But my main thing to people is, I need to get you out of that stage where you hate how you look and feel. And we yeah. need to do it ASAP because if I give you too much of this too soon, it's everywhere. So if I just tell you yeah. what to eat, how much to eat, that's why we get such good results. I get these guys out of their misery. And then the next step is like, all right, now you can, you know, let, let's eat out more. Let's go drink more, do whatever you want. But we, at least we got you to a point where you love yourself again. That's mm-hmm. how I, that's my philosophy. Yeah. I think there's too much because everybody markets the fun stuff, like flexible dieting, all this is this and, and how to lose weight without going to the gym and doing cardio. Like, great. You're selling them what they want to hear, but how yeah. these are people that get, most people get shitty results. So yeah. 
Um, and some people are really good at it, but at the same time, it gives more guesswork to the client if you're letting them have too much things to think about at first. And just sets them up for sale. Just sets them up for failure. If you think about this, I mean, most of the clients can't get out of their own way. I mean, let's face it, you know, they're in a position right now with all the knowledge that they have, that they think they know about nutrition with it, with the years of experience that they've had on this earth and all the things that they've done are, do they have the capacity to help themselves? Yes or no? No. Right. Cause they, if they had, they would have done it themselves. Um, so with, within whatever capacity that they do have, it's obviously leading them the wrong way. So they should be listening. They should be, you know, following a strict protocol. So, you know, if you're listening, you know, think about that question. You're smart. You know what, you know, it all you've listened to the books, you've done your research. You probably researched all the time before you hired and coach and all those things, but led to your own elements and led to your own understanding of how things should work. Do you look the way you want? Yes or no. It's really simple. And if you don't, you should be thinking of a guide or somebody to help you. Eric's a great one. I can do it. You know, so like if it's not us, get somebody to help keep you on the straight and narrow. But regardless, are you aggressive coach cutting or are you kind of like, you know, ease into it? Because I've done it multiple different ways, but I, I have a definite strategy today uh, versus when I started. Uh, yeah, I definitely have a strategy. I'll start them in a, um, it just depends on the individual. I actually asked them. You don't have to tell me like, if you don't want to oh, keep, no, no, keep no, definitely, well, I, won't, I won't give you the specific, that's my juice, but at the same time, like, <laughs> I can give you the, you know, like you have your special, um, I'm definitely start people anywhere from a, a slight deficit. It depends. I asked them, say, okay, I like how far you want to go. Like I, I definitely am to a point where I, with, with our age, I don't personally like to have it on my name to have people losing all those wages to gain it back. So, but I still want people to have stellar results in their product. Yeah. So Let's just say once again, five eight two seventy, a big boy. I'm like, yo, we're gonna work together for six months. Are you want? Do you want to do this the proper way? Where I'm sure we can lose a good forty pounds, where we are healthy, consistent, where we have great body composition, whatnot. Or are you like married to the scale? I let them kind of fill me in what they want type stuff, and I'll meet them halfway. But like, sure, I can. No, I'm two seventy. I want to get under two hundred in six months. I I, I don't want to push you. I can help you. I yeah. know how to do it. I don't, but I don't want to take the job. I don't want that on my name. But they're like, but once I explain, I'm like. I start to explain, right? Because we've been in their shoes. I know I've been. I start and then I talk them out of it. Like, okay, so you said you've already lost this weight twice. You lost 60 to 80 pounds twice. That's because you went so fast, right? You cut your calories, you cut your carbs, you did two a days, but why do you keep getting it back? So wouldn't you think it'd be better if we stop aiming for 80 pounds in six months and maybe we do 40 pounds, do it the right way where you stay full, it's sustainable. And then they're like, oh, okay, cool, cool. But um, so I was just say a slight deficit when we start to, you know, if they hit a plateau. We'll, we'll make slight pulls like 200 yeah. calories, maybe, you know, two, 300 max, but, um, some people less than that. So it just, yeah. see, I, I'm, you know, and the reason I'm bringing it up, I'm literally just kind of reformatting a lot of the stuff that I'm going through because, you know, I looked at the programs that I put out there 30 days out, things of that nature. They were pretty more extreme. You know, you got a 30 day cut and you're slicing people up. Yeah. I, I never coached them out of it. So I don't know how many of those people that, you know, send me their testimonies, you know, kept it off or whatnot, but like I'm in the school of thought that you got to get people quick wins. And when you think of, you know, six Absolutely. months, it's sometimes a marathon. So it's like, I always try to like slice it into like really small pies, but I'm, I'm a little bit more aggressive these days just because I find, you know, the fitness information that they're taking in is like, Oh, I don't want to inconvenience you too much. I, 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 you just need to change one thing at a time. And although those things have, have merit, they're the current structure that's getting them terrible results. So I think people need to be understanding that you do have to take some measures that are going to make you uncomfortable. And I know we don't like to say it And as marketers. It's like, you don't want to knock people before they start, but like anyone listening, you're in for it. Like, you know, just prepare your mind for battle. Like you should be going into this as like, this isn't going to be fun. 
I can inconvenience my life it, the least amount possible with the right coach and the right, you know, methods, but like prepare to know that you've, you've messed yourself up a little bit. You know, there's going to be some inconvenience to your life, you know, getting yourself back into that shape. So, you know, I can agree that you can have the the foods that you want, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, if you think about like a deficit, if we're going to just put someone in a 500 calorie deficit, just for example, you know, all week, five days, that's 2,500 calories that we're in a deficit. And then we expect you to go to that 3,500 by the end of the week to lose that one pound. If that was our goal. Well, what happens when Eric says you go in there in the weekend and you're now you're a thousand calories plus you're back to zero. You do have zero gain. You actually are now caloric surplus at the end of that week for the most part, or or some zero. So it's like now you're stuck there. So it's like if you're thinking of the long 12, 16 weeks, six month, um, I, I like to be a little bit more, you know, kind of like energy up, energy down. I, I do a lot more zigzagging. I call it energy cycling a little bit, um, you know, how I how I look at it. But um, you know, there's just a lot of ways to go about it. So you know, yeah. I just bring it up just because I mean, people need to like reprogram that. And, and I like Eric because he tells it straight, you know, you got to go follow this guy on Instagram and, and I want to plug your Instagram first before, um, we let you get too far into this. Where, where can they go find you? Um, Eric Zapata fitness, Eric with a K E R I K. Go follow him. He's, he's, you know, especially if you're somebody who's a little bit overweight, um, you know, he's going to, he's going to touch you straight. I, I really, you know, I think he gets away with it cause he was a, he's a big boy once too. So he gets the chance to do that. I can't, I, I can't fat shame. But but it's not too. It's not like stop saying that. And like, <laughs> come on. Let's. I, I don't know if you could say this, but I don't know because you, I don't know if you're Mister Please Everybody. But you see that I'm a conservative man, so I talk a lot of shit, and I, you don't find a lot of Latinos that are conservative. So I, I tell the truth, not like how oh, can I care to everybody and make everybody happy, man. I'm telling like, go look at your stomach. Go take your shirt off. Look in the bathroom if you got titties and you got big love handles. I'm not fat shaming. You're fat. You know what I'm saying? So like, like, do you not want them titties anymore? Do you want to have bigger breasts than your wife still? No. All right, let's get to work. I agree like, with you. Like, it's dead serious. Yeah, but that's the thing is people. And that's the number one thing is when people fill out application work because I'm so picky who I work with, because I don't want, I don't want people to fill out my application that are going to be too sensitive and stuff like that. Like, dude, the reason you're here is because you're too soft. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like the toughest guy in the world, but at the same time, I got some grit, you know what I'm saying? And my clients do too. I take fat boys. And then at the end, they're like, man, I'll... and because I know that goes into every area of their life. They show up, they show up to their wife, their kids, they finish their job. They go for the promotion. They mm -hmm. go to college. They build the business because you're not going to get there if you're always soft and like, oh, okay, you're me. I'm more of a this, that man. It just, uh, I mean, it stirs me. I know it stirs you, but man, I can't stand it. So I market and I just be me. And yeah. I purposely want to repel anybody that doesn't like my vibe. You know what I'm saying? I, I, a lot of my guys are big, dude. And they're like, dude, I need, I need someone like you because everything yeah. I've tried in the past was too soft and like, we're good. You know what I'm saying? Like once I was go back to this example, five, eight, two seventy. there's no reason after six months, you're seven pounds down. Good job. But at least we're having progress and you're eating a lot and you're still getting to eat your favorite foods. <laughs> cool i'll take no titties over that you know what i'm saying like yeah. you know what I'm saying? like it's just it's you know how america's going right now is like you can't tell the truth and I, i'm gonna tell the truth this is what you I've, need i've been canceled many times i don't you know my MO, I, mean, I think that's so corny cancel <laughs> like if, he, if we were like the rock dwayne johnson then you have to have pr like i'm perfect like the money we're making and like the business we have the people we help it's the perfect size of a little business that like we're happy because we can truly talk shit and just be who we are and that's the i, I, I was thinking I posted, about um you know uvaldi just happened but i posted uh, i don't know a couple of years you know right in the middle of like trump in the the biden campaign I posted the the USA jersey with like a gun or something, kind of just like 
pushing up my, my, my second amendment here. And I lost so many followers over it. Like I think 20,000, like some, some like mass exodus from my following. So I was like, yeah, well, see ya. Good, good luck. But like, I'm, I'm a straight shooter. And I just had the conversation with one of my, um, one of my clients today, I was like, yeah, I have a coach. She's more soft. That's why she's a client specialist. Me, I'm the architect of this program. And I'm the one who's going to tell you exactly what to do, when yeah. to do it, how to do it, why you should do it. But yeah, there's no time for, there's no, in my opinion, there's, there's no need for a soft coach. You can understand and you can understand where people are going through. But like, like you said, there should be a firm, you know, reaction to people either following something or not following something in some repercussion too. Because if we're always just giving people out without repercussion, you know, what, what are we supposed to do? How are we going to get them to results? Cause they're going to just look and end up back to where they were. Absolutely. And I think the reason my business took off and where it's at right now is because, um, it, it really took leaps and bounds when I started to um, just tell my story and be me like vulnerable. Like I've been doing that for years. And then, but like by purposely just talking, like I want to talk and teaching what I want to teach. And by doing so, you really start to take notes on who your clientele is becoming. Like who's really hiring me? Cause I, on my application, I say, what's your occupation? And I noticed there's a trend. There's a lot of firefighters, police officers, military um, salespeople, entrepreneurs, um, you know, people like that and you notice there's a trend is a lot of these people us entrepreneurs or firefighters is military is we all do well with structure mm -hmm. right me and you like to close this structure this is what you're going to eat this is how you're going to do it you're not going to complain and we're going to get results and that's why i love my business so much i only track people that are like myself I'm not saying everybody's that profession but a lot of them are and that way we all vibe with great friendships because we're, we're a bird of a feather flocks together you know what i'm saying as opposed to i don't want to say like you know, teachers are softer nurses, but they're just typically because I'm noticing like the people that come in with just conversations don't go as well or too needy or this and this are people like stay at home dads or teachers and, um, you know, and uh, what is it called? Like nurses. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just as far as the way I do things, it just seems like it's never a fit because we all fit with a group of people. So like the nurses, teachers and stay at home dads, they might fit with another coach and get just as great results, but it'd be more their style. Like we do the at home workouts and the flexible dieting, but they got the patience to teach you that stuff. And, you know, my people, they're very limited with handholding, just like I am with any of my coaches. Coach, that's how I've always been. Coach, tell me what to do. And I guarantee you I'll kill it. Yep. That's what kind of men I track. Even if they're fat boys, is back in the day, they were they were somebody. They were former athletes. They were they yeah, joined right. the boots force, and they got fat. And they're like, I don't like who I've become. I used to be the man, and I mm -hmm. want to be the man again. So they just had to. We just got to take it out of them again and build it up. So a lot of that goes in hand. You know, it's like I just really love my my business and the clients that I work with because whether they're big or just you know need to lose twenty pounds, we just all click so well. And it's fun when you work with the people that you really want to work with and they really get you from a moral um aspect is that the word or whatever you know what so what do you what drives you at this point you know you got a you got a good business you help people out i think i think it's a tremendous thing that we get to do we're, we're spoiled because you know we get the chance to um help people we get to pay it forward all the time and we get this like feedback loop to us you know you've changed my life so we get we always get like this like we put out into the world and it really comes back actually, you know, in, in the term of appreciation and you know, that, you know, you can see your clients change. It's like, we have these, this family, these kids of ours and we see them and we're like happy. Like when you're, you know, you see your kid do something and you're just gleaming. That's what we see when we see our clients. So like our clients don't realize that, but that's like, they're part of now our, you know, other half. 
what is what is it drives you now besides that like where does business go what's what's good for eric how does eric become better than where you're at today or is are you complacent i hate to say it yeah yeah like honestly i have no problem saying that as a lot of people like i'm doing pretty well and one thing i think a lot of people in our group our mastermind i think look up to me for a reason is because of how much i value my family because let's be straight a lot of people that we know are multi-millionaires they claim to like oh i i am a family man i play with my kids all day but realistically they're the ones who have to i have to carve out i literally have to schedule 15 pencil in 15 minutes for my kids but on paper on video my kids that's not me mm -hmm. i with my son like literally three probably three hours a day just taking them to the park when just i love helping my wife making sure she's straight emotionally stress wise da, da, da. i take my son i love being with my son so it, it's huge is um and what i mean by complacent is sometimes i just like to slow down with business and maintain that because i like to enjoy new level of business right so let's just say you might it went from 10k a month to 20 to 50 to 100 and then sure enough but each one of those levels i like to stop but a lot of the entrepreneurs we work around Everybody's just comparing themselves. He's like, well, I've got to catch up to him. I got to catch up to him. It's like, do you ever get to enjoy just like what you just accomplished? Do you realize just five years ago, I was working at Ruby Tuesday's restaurant for $22,000 a year or less. Like, I want to actually enjoy this. So I like to just coast for a little bit because I don't let business be my identity. I love it. I love entrepreneurship. I love my business. I, you know, I'm doing great with personal training. Well, you know, doing this kind of stuff and impacting this many lives, but I want to enjoy my life. I want to enjoy my wife. I want to enjoy my kid. I, we just bought a house. Like I want to enjoy stuff instead of like, sorry, hon, you know, like I'm working all day, you know, this and this and this, like a lot of people act like they're not doing it, but we know mm -hmm. damn well, those people, they don't, their marriages aren't as good as they say. Yeah. Their, their relationship with their kids are not as good. They say, and I don't want that to ever be where my kids looking at, you know, something else or, you know, exterior, you know, like, ah, dad's always working, even though he says he's not, you know, dad's always working. And then mom's, you know, looking on Instagram for another dude or something, you know, it's just like, <laughs> very involved with my family yeah and so i guess the mission is being able to impact a lot of these men's lives but also having a very good life where i'm constantly pushing myself but i also stop to enjoy my new milestones instead of just always looking at the next person or the next goal like then like do you, you know what i'm, you know what I'm saying it's no, like, I, I do because I mean, I, I could tell they you go from like nothing to then they made, you know, $50,000 a month and then they went right to a hundred. And it's just like, did you get to enjoy any of that? Or just like, or is it just a competition? Like, ha ah, guys, look at me. You know what I'm saying? Look at me. And those are the ones that are like, I, I can say some names. I won't, but like that are just, they're suicidal. They, yeah. they don't have anything else, but business that gives them fulfillment. Right. I hear you. The word I, fulfillment. I, Happiness is different. I definitely can relate to that because I find myself in seasons for sure, where I'm definitely a foresee her, you know, I, I have a hard time personally living in the moment. And, and I've heard you, you said some things that actually strike a strike a chord here. My daughter, I was literally, um, I'm working on a webinar and I kind of, you know, it was a coaching deal, um, where, you know, I'm going to have a, a time where the time's going to run out. Support's going to run out. Right. So I'm not going to get the feedback that I need. So it's like, I've had to like hustle and push, although I'm running these things over here. So I've had seasons of like extreme, you know, business focus and all that stuff. But then there's been times where it's like, you know, I, I walk around, I'm like, what, what am I going to do with my time? What, what should I do? So it's like, you know, finding and managing that. So it seems like you're, you found a good stride and something that works good for you. I'm Pat, man. Off work at four o'clock. Usually um, I start about 530, get to the gym at six and then um, no weekends at all. 
And, right. if, and if I do work on weekends because I've arranged something with my wife and we respect each other and our goals, for example, um, last week she had to go out of town or she needed something two days. She was out of town with her family or something like that. I took the baby all weekend or like on two of my work days. But then when she came back, she let me work on a Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And it's just, and it wasn't even all day. It was just to catch up, take some calls and I'm done. Got it. Like that good balance. So, but usually we do not work on weekends. I don't answer nobody, no nothing. That's great. That's great. What's your wife do? Uh, stay at home. Stay at home, my man. Okay. Able to, uh, it's a hard able, job. We all know that. My man. It's a tough job. No, it's hard. But I mean, he's got the flexibility to be able to do that. You hear that? So good. So let's let's give some practical advice now. All right. So what would be a, a typical question that you might ask somebody who who might be thinking about you know training services? You know, usually they're reaching out to us, so they're the one telling us what's wrong with them. But like, is there is there? Let's identify an avatar. You you mentioned five eight two seventy all the time. So if you're in that boat, five eight two seventy, what's that? A thirty five percent body fat? Some some version of that? It's probably about forty percent. Forty. Yeah. Depending if he's depending where he's at with uh you know his musculature etc. Yeah. yeah, so I mean think about that. You're thirty percent body fat or more overweight. You know I I'm writing an ad right now that I'm be putting out there, and my ad is going to say, "Look down, can you see it? If you can't see it, guys, I can tell you right now, you got health issues. You know you you got something that you should be considering um, an immediate need to get attention. And so if you can't see your penis, let's just call it for what it is. If you cannot see your penis, if you look down. You got problems. You should be seeking some guidance in some way or say some, some form. So that's where I would start this conversation. But like, how about those guys who, you know, they've, they've had some success and now they're just in a season of laziness. Can they survive? Can they get it back? You know, what, what would you say to people like that? Cause that's, that's the people in between that don't jump that don't get coaching. They're like, I could do it. I've done it before, but yet they don't. It's kind of hard because I, um, I, I think you follow me. I, as you notice, like, I don't make a lot of content these days. I don't chase. If anything, I just make Instagram stories and I just talk about what's on my mind. Helpful hints that have helped me in my journey, but sometimes I'll just have a shit talk of the day. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes, so with me not chasing, I don't know what kind of advice to give them because when they're, <laughs> when they're ready, I, I think the people that come to me is because I just talk such truth that I think it clicks and people hit a level of disgust with themselves where they're saying enough is enough. I say a lot of good stuff on my stories and give great examples as to why they're still fat. Cause nobody wants to be fat. You know, you know, wants to feel disgusted with themselves, their wife, not attracted, no energy to play with the kids. That's huge stuff. But like when I break things down, for example, I might make a story talking about, I always say like, Hey, a lot of you guys are literally paying to stay fat. What do you mean, Eric? Well, if you're if you're 30 40 50 pounds plus overweight i can guarantee you you're not pinching your pennies to just buy the cheapest chicken breast at the store you're probably eating like shit every single day and you're definitely stopping at chick-fil-a and chipotle you know doing that type of thing why because it's become who you are and your habits and that imagine that how much does stuff cost? And, and then people that live in la new york they're mr Grubhub. everything's you know uber eats so therefore they're spending 20 30 bucks a freaking fast food meal you're paying all that money just to keep you fat but if you came with something like me or you we're going to check that real stuff. So you're basically your fat problems are going to pay for our solution. So therefore, like, I never thought about that. If I think about it, I do spend a lot of money on fast food. I, on every cause uh, it's, it's a strategy, but I, I call them on their shit. I say, Craig, you know, uh, I'm curious to know how often, you know, you're, you're five, five, eight, two, forty. How often do you eat out? Be real and be real, real, man. Probably about a good five days a week. Usually while I'm at work, Monday through Friday, I go on my lunch break, just be camp cool like what are your couple of your favorite restaurants and i try to you know calculate and like, 
I, Chick-fil-A, Chipotle is a good one, you know, usually, or say they might have business lunches. You know, we go to the Cheesecake Factory, the best steakhouse with them. Ding, ding, ding. That's more money. So mm-hmm. I'll say, so you're probably spending about 20 bucks a day, right? At least five days a week. And then you take that, you times that by 180 days and a half a year. And they're like, damn, I never thought about it like that because I guarantee you, you're not going to be eating that. You'll get cheat meals, but you're not going to be eating that much. So you're going to save yeah. money there. That pays for my coaching to get you out your fat prom that you're never, you've been wasting all this time trying to Google and YouTube. But on top of it, it just, um, it's going to save you so much in your grocery bill. You know, if you really meal prep, what, what are meals like? Anywhere from two to six dollars a meal max, you know, two dollars and fifty cents to six dollars a meal. If you go to Walmart, you know, well, it's not practical <laughs> advice. You're just calling them still out. And, but I think that's what you do well. So that's fine. Uh, I don't think that we can give, you know, really practical advice because most often people need help. You know, that is, I'm, I'm literally writing this thing and talk about like the shifts that people need to make. And I have a couple of things, but like hiring a mentor, if you haven't done that, or if you, if you've had a bad experience, they're not all that way. I could tell you, we're not all built that way. So, um, you know, but having a guide, having a community, having somebody like Eric, myself, or, or a mentor that you can follow in your own right, you need somebody to look at you when you're not able to do it yourself. You know, there's a saying, and I don't, I don't have the quote up, so I won't be able to do it, but it's like, you can't see outside yourself because you're, you're too, you're too much in the routine and the habits. So it's like, you can't see the, where you're wrong. So it's like, you know, everything in your world, it seems like you're doing all right. I keep, how often have you heard this one? I eat pretty good. Bro. I, I eat pretty I eat, good. I eat pretty. I know what I'm doing. I what I'm eating. I, I, I'm like, and I'm like, I be trying to call my bullshit. But sometimes they're like, no, I, I really don't eat out fast food. I hate sweets, isn't this? So then usually I'm just like, okay, then you must be just like, you're just an overeater, like, right? You just can't stop. Yeah, that's it. I eat two or three plates instead of one. Okay. I I eat healthy. I'm like, great. You can eat chicken breast, broccoli, and grass outside all day long, but you still be fat. You know what I'm saying? If you don't right. know how much. But to the point, people, you know, have identified and and gave themselves a label. And then they wonder, you know, well, I'm doing the things that I think I should be doing. And, and to my point earlier, um, I don't know if I had this conversation with you. I had four of these today or three of these, um, you know, the 92 food pyramid, you know, we're getting propagandized all the time or, or, you know, just basically all that stuff that we're taking in. A lot of the information is false, you know, or it's, you know, paid for and lobbied by some private sector group that's pushing something. So the 92 pyramid, the bottom layer, the grains and all the breads and all those things that was heavily lobbied from the grain industry at the time. And so that influenced what that knowledge that we know and come to understand. So what I'm saying is that how many times do you hear people tell you what you, what they think they know and a, it just may not be true, but yet to their belief, it's, it's everything they need to know. And partially if you look in the mirror that's everything you should know yeah you know and, and how about this have you ever got these people that like they'll come to you for weight loss advice they want to work with you because they will love the results but then they kind of they try it because they they're just so used to it. they try to slide and say you know what's best for them it's like well i've lost weight in the past and what i've noticed worked best for me is i, I do well with low low carb diets you just told me you just gained back the same 40 pounds three different times. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, do you want to get coached right? Or you want to go back and do this for the fourth time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, this is, I think this is what I should be doing. I'm like, what a coach yourself. Let's see where you're at. You know, I, I had this conversation literally, you know, cause I had like three different people in three different areas, but I, I was saying, you know, in the beginning, I'm more like you very strict and tell you what, what it should be. And then, you know, you have my other coach who kind of like is, we need that. Cause I'm, I'm so abrasive, you know, you need the other person to like, listen to reason and, and soft and be, you know, that kind of thing. It's Chelsea. Um, but you know, a lot of times coaches can get stuck and I could say, I I'm, I'm not far from this. I, I haven't 
you know, fallen out of this as well, where you listen a little bit and you try to like make things like we talked about this, like, you know, your, your program is very systematic. You have your, your process down to a T and you're really regimented where I've been in this industry really, really long time. I have lots of different programs. So it's like, I, sometimes I give too much and it's like, man, they don't need it. They just need this one thing. And it's like, I might let an influence, you know, a decision or a conversation that we have influence how I would have coached them had I known, or had I just stuck to my guns and be like, I know better with, you know? And so like, I promised myself over the last like couple months, I'm like, my programs are getting more systemized. Like this person is going to get the best protocol for this person. And I don't care what they want. And that's what they need. But it goes down to, you know, if you are going to have a business that scales and you can impact and help more people, that's why it's so crucial to truly have one ideal client, one avatar that you're speaking to. Yeah. There's a famous quote I talk about it all the time. I think it goes something like the person, you know, the, the person who serves everybody serves nobody. Mm-hmm. You're a commodity certified personal trainer. <laughs> cool. I can help you power lift, get ready for a show. Oh, got injuries or you want to learn how to stretch. You're great. You're worth 50 bucks. But then somebody's like, I help dads from ages 35 to 50 lose 30 pounds in 90 days with absolutely zero guesswork or your money back. That's nice. Boom. Boom. Like who are you going to go to the certified personal trainer or the guy who says that, but then also has all the results and, and proof to back it up. But then a certified personal trainer doesn't have any you know, results on their page or nothing like that. They just know how to lift weights and show ab pictures of themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Here, here's a funny one I heard the other day, you know, um, I forget who said it, but it's like, you know, you see these guys on the internet and and I'm definitely one of the guys that they could relate to just because I've, I, I haven't had like a, a fat journey. I, you know, I was, I was more the skinny kid that had to build myself up. So I was the ectomorph who turned into a mesomorph essentially, and I had to really eat, but you, you see a lot of people that just can eat anything. And, you know, that's not me now. I can't not eat anything, but you know, you'll see plenty of those people on internet. You know, I call them skinny kids with abs, but you'll see those people and then they'll, they'll talk like they have the knowledge to help everybody, but yep. yet they're going to basically take their, um, take their circumstance that they can eat anything and have their food and have the cheap meal. So you see people doing epic cheap meals all the time, and yet they're going to start giving advice, but yet they're living in the, um, their own ability and their own genetic capability, if you will. And so then they're like getting praise and getting all these other people out there to believe that they're good when they never even had a chance to go through that. So, you know, especially the younger guys who never really were able to be seasoned, not to, not to say that, you know, young is, you know, you can't be young and good, but you know, a lot of the stuff that we see on the internet, that's really what's going on. It's just someone has great genetics and now they're, now they're a guru. Yeah. And, you know, uh, one thing I, I, I try not to do is knock anybody, I'm not saying you are, but one thing I just do, because how many people on my way up try to knock me, but here I am still holding strong mm-hmm. that I went to go work for a towel company or some shit. Um, basically, I don't try not to knock anybody because at the end of the day, I think wisdom shows that whoever is doing anything um, not correct or, you know, with a uh, integrity, they will be found out. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're just a shithead, like I'm ripped, uh, join me. Eventually that person is not going to get results. And then by default, they're going to get put out of business because people are going to want refunds, talk bad about them to a point where everybody knows. So with someone like me and you, it's like, we no time over and over again, results don't lie. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I had to give everybody a chance, but at the end of the day, like you're right. Like, so for example, those skinny kids, that's one thing people come to me and that's why it's so important to be niche specific. And that's why I have a systematized business. I work with one demographic is a lot of people are like, Hey, I need to gain 20 pounds. Can you help with that? I said, no, because I've never been to that. I've been, yeah. I've been fat. I've been skinny fat and I've been done body recomposition many times. 
I know those like the back of my hand, but I've never had a problem being actually back in the day. I tried to figure it out. I used to try to like work with skinny people and I like, do it for free. Cause I, I like learning and like doing hands-on. I could just, it's just a different thing. I just don't know how to do personally. It's like, I mean, you try to bump up the calories, but those metabolisms are so high that I'm just like, shit, you're just not gaining. I just give you 5,000 calories. You're five foot six, 140 pounds. You're still not getting weight. I don't know. What I, so I just leave it alone. It's, it's integrity. It's me not doing what I don't know how to do. That's so great. I stick yeah. my guns and that's why I scale my business because I basically have two client avatars, fat and, and body composition. Sometimes I'll take some skinny fats. Great. That's, that's, that's good advice. I mean, I, uh, on camera, I had to show my body overweight. So I've kind of, unfortunately, I, I, you know, I have, like I said, I have too many programs that kind of like throw me off because it's like, I know that I have like the skill set, but I know it's like, I know who I can help the best or who I want to help the best. Right. Yeah. Who do you get the most feels from? Right. Is it the kid who's, you know, trying to get on the cover of a magazine because it's going to make him boost his ego and all that? Or is it the dad, the husband, the father who's struggling, hates the way he looks in the mirror, wakes up in the morning, he's feeling terrible about himself. You know, he's in a dark place. He go, he gets home from work and he goes, he just goes to bed while his family's playing because he's just so lethargic and just feels that way about himself. I'd rather help the guy out of the problem than the, the person, you know, get into something that they think is going to be great for him. You Absolutely. know, so I always talk about that. Um, I've been in like probably not as good shape as you, but I got in some good shape before. You were great, man. I saw your I saw your back stuff. In the day, I, yeah, so you get in shape and stuff. And um, I tell people as to why personally. I know that you be you've been making me feel all fat and stuff every time I watch your story. <laughs> you stay in great shape, but personally, my standard for myself is because this is my standard is I like being anywhere from a healthy ten to seventeen percent body fat, and that's where you know you've hit the jackpot when you mentally still love yourself and emotionally love yourself, whether you're 10% and you got a little six pack, or I got a little chunky little jelly rolls and stuff going on, but I'm not fat. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the sweet spot. It's a, it's a good range, a great lifestyle, but, um, I love helping, um, men that are overweight have that feeling of getting to a body they're at least proud of, right? That doesn't mean six pack to everybody, but that means at least most men, at least a flat stomach, yeah with the man boobs and the jelly rolls but also being the man that their wife married or you know what i'm saying their kids just the energy you said it dude that's number one even me i'm only 34 and just like i'm in decent shape but i'm, I'm like man like you gotta have some good energy i'm glad i take care of myself like man it's huge how many people imagine what a fat boy like man i get it so i love really helping the bigger guys um really get their life back and their confidence back um like i can help 100 pounds overweight i've done it many times help people lose 100 pounds but i personally like the range of like 30 to like i would say 30 to 75 pounds is a sweet spot for me like those are my favorite yeah i got a guy brian who um started with me 298 um i got him down to like 245 ish ish in that range i think i think it was close to the six month we got him there and then uh you know he he something at work he, you know he had to go but he, he kept it He's at 224 right now. I just, I literally just had an exit interview with him because uh, I was like, man, we never even had an exit interview. Let me talk with you. And, uh, you know, his goal is to get down to that 200 mark. But I'm like, Bri, you're a big guy. You're 6'3 you're or something like that. I was like, you may not like 200, you know, but I think he wants to just do it to check the box. But, you know, that's something to consider too. You know, you, you, everyone's looking at the weight, you know, consider that you should be thinking about gaining the muscle too. You know, a Absolutely. lot of coaches, and I don't know how you coach and it's irrelevant, but, you know, a lot of people focus on the wrong thing. You know, the weight's easy just to, just to talk about because it's something that's so commonplace. Sure. But, um, you know, the building the muscle is something, if we're going to give some practical advice today, is something that compounds. You know, think about, think about muscle building. You know, it's going to earn at rest. The BMR uh, is going to say, I need more calories at rest. 
although it's my it's miniature you know people want to you know say it's it's insignificant however I could tell you that your body's looking for protein and aminos to break down now that you have more muscle. And so now it's not just out there, you know, having your insulin run rampant. And so now storing everything is body fat, but it's saying, no, I'm actually going to process these things because I'm looking for the protein because I'm breaking down and I'm repairing my muscles. So if you are going to be in a weight loss journey and you're going to do it by yourself or with a coach, just make sure that you have enough strength and resistance training built into that. And I would say it should be closer to that 75% if I'm going to give you a ratio of, you know, what you're going to be doing and you, yours could be different, but I would say you definitely want to prioritize, you know, resistance training or something that's going to help you grow and compound the effect because at the end of the day, weight loss can be gone and your body fat will be done. Then you're left with a body. What are you going to be? Is it going to be skinny fat? You know, like Eric said, he was at one point, or is it going to be just some, um, you know, some, whatever version of you that's going to be. Yeah. I think that's huge. So are you, are you, what are you saying? Like 80% is like, or 75% is like weight training and then 25% nutrition or. Yeah. You know, I I'm weird. You know, I hate cardio. I never liked doing it. And sure. so I try to avoid it as much as humanly possible. Sure. And you know, nobody wants to be slaving over cardio machine. Sure. No one's cheering for you. You don't want to be sitting there. I can't think of it. Like you seem like a much more chill guy than me. I'm a little bit more high strong, you know, with all the things that I got going on. So I can't really sit in a place for too long without thinking of all the businesses I have. Unfortunately, I've done that to myself. So, and I know I'm now I'm not alone. So, but what I would say is what I'm pushing more now, Eric, is I'm actually looking at steps a lot more than I had ever before. Bro, I ever before. Fitbit yesterday, I, ne- I used to always make fun of my clients because they, they, they worry about their fitness. So I'm like, you yeah. guys are focusing so much on the minor instead of the major. How about we worry about what you put in your damn mouth? Yeah. Yeah. Weight train. Those two things is all I care about. But my Fitbit, um, do you, how do I connect <laughs> it to your app? But now I get it because as I'm getting older, yeah. Because I remember when I was a server and really in shape. I never knew how much like steps really matter. That's exactly that was the, the whole sedentary. Because when I figure out your calories, you know, like okay, sedentary, light exercise, whatever. But I never thought about it for my own self. I'm like, shit, I've been sedentary for like four or five years now, but I never knew the yeah. real impact yeah. of why I stayed in that greater shape when, I, when being able to eat more is because I never knew. Like as a surfer, I must have gotten like twenty thousand steps, probably a freaking shift, as opposed yep. to. Now, when you put this on, you're like, damn, like I just did 20 minutes of stairs morning. I don't do a lot of cardio, but like, and then I went for a, a walk with my kid and then to the park. And I'm like, damn, like I just barely getting 10,000 steps in a day. But it really, but that's why I bought it just to give me a taste of like, wow, like it's nice to at least have a baseline now, kind of where I'm at. I'm like, shit, I thought I was doing way more, but I'm not. And it really does matter, especially when you're getting older. Yeah. There's, so I've just, you know, I'm, I'm big on the energy systems right now. And I literally just was like, you know, doing a super deep dive. Um, I don't know where I heard something, but I was just like super nerd now on, on some of the energy systems that we have. So, you know, you have like three main ones, you know, and you, I'm sure you know this, but I'll tell the airwaves, um, you got your RMR. I'm, I'm going to read it off the screen right now. Cause I never thought I usually think of it as basal metabolic rate, but you have your RMR which is your resting metabolic rate. You have your diet induced thermogenesis DIT, and then you have physical related energy expenditure, which is, uh, PEE, um, PEE is your neat and eat, right. You know, so non-exercise activity thermogenesis, then you have exercise activity thermogenesis. So looking at where your energy systems derive from, well, your, your RMR, sorry to nerd you guys out, but just this pertains directly to this conversation, your RMR, you can't change that. And, and the, the direct effect to the energy that you need to ingest is 60%. Your diet induced, which is basically you breaking down food, you basically the process of, you know, uh, you know, breaking things down in your body and you're eating and all that is uh, 10 to 15%. So combined, we have now about 70 to 75% of energy consumed that, you, that, that has nothing to do with your energy. 
that has to do with your body, it, like being in a coma, like, like what your uh, BMR would think about. Right. And then you have like this, you know, how much you're eating. So essentially, yes, you can eat more. So maybe you max out the 15% of that energy, you know, expenditure, but where the biggest discrepancy comes in is what we just said, 15 to 30% a difference in your total energy needs are going to be derived from your knee, which is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis steps, things that you're not actually intentionally trying to do in order to burn. And then your exercise activity thermogenesis, which is where you're actually burning from intentional exercise and things of that nature. So if we knew that, okay, why don't I push exercise activity thermogenesis strictly to, to building muscle. And I could compound that more. And then I could think about maybe just making people move more when it's neat. So instead of having a labor type job, I give them a little bit more, you know, Hey, go take a walk after you eat. Hey, go get up and do a little bit of this. And, and I get their steps to the 10 to 15 and, you know, really 20,000 is a lot of steps, but like 10 to 15, you know, you're, you're in a place where you're like, you know what, I'm moving enough that I could probably you know, have more a pound of leniency. Fat per week. You know, I think that's a lot of like more like the stay at home moms. I know that our friends in our group that like that's their only protocol is like, hey, eat these recipes and get your 10k steps in. They they get great results for being little moms and stuff that not little moms, but the moms that be staying at home and you know doing the little body weight workouts, but they get pretty good results because they make sure that's part of their protocol is 10k steps. Yeah. You know, but someone like us, like, oh, guys, we want some muscle and stuff like that. But it's huge. Like, I don't think people know how must building muscle is so important. And as far as your overall body composition, we all know that. But like people think like when they go to the gym, it's like the biggest part, part of the pie. You know, we all know that like, the, the nutrition, at least losing body fat is the easiest way to manipulate the body fat loss. And, and just like, and then also your meat and all that stuff and what you're doing at home when you're sleeping, everything like that, like that matters way more. You know, it's just so small in your, your calorie burn at the gym. Is that right? Yeah. Right. No, like, it's, it's, it's and how many people come to me. Oh man. I've been calling people. I'd be having funny on my stories. You probably saw how much calories like, you burn at the gym anyway. What? 400 <laughs> calories. What? Dude, I, don't even, dude, I don't even know. I don't even look at how many calories I burn. I just, just see. How it's not a lot. And these things lie, you know, they're, they're all different. So if you're not going like, I made videos about that. I'm like, Hey guys, that's why I used to always tell my people with their Fitbits because they're so everything's so technology before they work. They're complaining about nutrition and calorie deficit and working out five days a week, but then they want to play with their Fitbits all day. And I got my Apple watch loaded up and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, like that's the lead. Like, don't worry about that stuff, you know? And on top of it, just started to, you know, burst your bubble. All these things are great. You know, like if you start here, then we can be consistent because it's a tool of measure. But anything such as like, you know, your little handheld things, like your body, body fat tester for home, you know, that little thing that everybody yeah. holds or, or this thing or your treadmills, you hold on to that. It's a great tool for measure, but it's not the most accurate at all. You know, it, it, would you agree? You don't have no, to. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's good that. to like have a, a track. Like you're saying, you're, yeah, I, I would absolutely agree. You know, I don't consider something that's going to give you a feedback, you know, is like the thing, but I, I do, I do say that there's, there's a placebo, you know, even like in a supplement or something of that nature, people always try to get me to like, you know, go into supplements because I was sponsored for years, but you know, at the end of the day, supplements are great when you're lacking, you know, most of our, most of our clients are going to be in some caloric deficit. So, I mean, there's going to be a need for them to probably supplement when, uh, you know, we're taking calories pretty low, or we just know that, you know, maybe one macronutrient or some nutrients are just coming into their diet because they're too consistent. They're cooking in bolt and they're just having this one protein. So it might be a good place, but like at the end of the day, I think anything that can give our clients, you know, a placebo in some capacity, meaning that they're going to be more consistent because of something. 
I don't care if that's a coin, if it's a, you know, whatever, whatever I don't care if it's a Fitbit, but I, I'm going to stack the cards in, in my client's favor any way that I possibly can um, to help them see that the, the habit or the step that they're taking is getting them towards their goal. So for that reason, I like it. Oh, you're, um, you're a coach at this point. You, um, you're move, you, you just moved, you bought a house. You're, you're like, what, what's the next thing? I mean, for Eric Zapata, or do you grow? Do you speak? Do you just coach in this, this zone? Like, well, I know you, I know you said that you, you like where you're at, but like, I just trying to see in the mind of somebody and, and help me understand, you know, what drives you, you know, what, what is the thing that pushes you? I, I just always like to think of that. Cause we usually get in this, you know, the pain in this, this, uh, podcast, that's usually what I'm, what I do. Yeah, dude, this, um, is book, this is a book I read right here, man, years ago, and it's called Find Your Why. The other book is the main one by Simon Sinek, right? I read a ton. Mm -hmm. And this is a workbook, and it helped me really get down to like what my purpose in life was. It makes you write, like literally do activities that makes you find like your, your top three to five worst moments in your life of where the pain came from because we all have like traumas and stuff like that in our best most highlighted moments. Um, and it helps us do these activities and it helps us determine what our why is it has us literally text message our friends our best friends in the world or family and say if there's five words that you can throw at me that describe me and why you appreciate me as a friend tell me and then it literally called it it said you're going to notice a trend in all your friends words i swear on my soul i wrote them all down literally everybody in some way shape or form i wrote them down um authentic meaning tells it how it is dedication most like you're like the, you're the most dedicated person i've ever met the most determined dedication determination authentic um and just uh you know things like that funny you know what i'm saying so like you notice like those are your keywords that's what you know like you that's who you are eric you know what i'm saying and it makes you have like a mission statement and um even though i don't really talk about my mission statement, i wrote it down and it really makes sense it's basically it just takes my life journey and it makes sense and it's what i do with my men you know subconsciously is through fitness, I and I help men become their true authentic self and find ultimate fulfillment and personal power in life. Uh -huh. And those words I really dissected and I because of what happened to me in my life, if you think about it, because of what fitness does to an individual who takes it seriously and doesn't go in and out and works for the easy way, the one who goes and works out doesn't quit. When you're starting to starve a little bit from time to time, you still push through this and this, that goes into every other area of your life when times gets hard. And that was who made what made me. So therefore, I know that's the way I train my men. So therefore, all their video testimonies, there's, there's all correlation. Their lives get better. My marriage is better. My wife looks at me different. My kids, they just adore me. They want to eat healthy like me. We play so much. I got the promotion at work. I started the business, right? So what I'm trying to say is through fitness, because fitness is such a staple because there's something you can't cheat. Oh, well, you can take steroids. Not really. You can, like, you can be a fat big guy on steroids, but at the end of the day, fitness and building a body and a physique is you have to go do the work at the gym. You have to eat correctly. You can't fake that. So therefore, when you go through and you stay with it for so long, even when you're like, oh, I want to quit, that builds grit, determination, discipline. Discipline is the other word. That's my main word in life. Um, and that carries into every other, every other area of your life. And it makes you, makes me who I am. And through fitness, um, I excel at everything I do. And when I'm not taking care of my fitness, I start to get, my life gets bad. I get tired. I don't, I'm not ambitious anymore. I don't want to, you know, I'm like, I don't keep up with my kid as much as I normally do. 
my wife's always attracted to me. You know, there's a lot of good wives out there. Like, I kind of like it chunky. You know, we all got wives. It's, it's really a lot <laughs> of wives. Believe it or not, believe it or not, I like a little chunky out, and, they're, and they're, they look good as hell. And I get it. I know she's not lying, but at the same time, it's like, that's not my standard. But at the end of the day, the words are fulfillment. Fulfillment is different than happiness. Mm-hmm. You can go buy a new Mercedes Benz tomorrow or whatever. You're probably like a Ford Rangers or your Raptor or some shit. I know you country boy. You're probably like something <laughs> like that pickup truck. So you go buy the brand new pickup truck and you're happy. Like, this is cool. I got my new baby. But after a month, it's just another. It's just my, it's my, it's my car. Yeah. My car. That's happiness. Cool. It comes and goes, but fulfillment is what drives you every day. So when I work with my men and I see that feeling that they had, that what I had coming up and seeing, believing in myself and seeing me knock out every goal as I keep going, that helps me. So fulfillment and personal power and becoming your true authentic self. Um, I didn't talk about a lot, but me giving up alcohol is the absolute best choice in my life. It um, because it's such a in society, it's the most social thing you can do let's have a drink you meet a girl yeah. at a bar you know it's like we just got drunk last night you want to have a drink Tell like let's meet up tonight let's go have a drink you know what i'm saying like we just met drunk last night how about and then now as a more mature person like let's go get coffee you know let's have a real conversation and be our yeah. true self a lot of people mask their problems their depression who they truly are through alcohol let's face it and then once i got that demon out of my life i really found my real why is by quitting alcohol is finding my true authentic self because i started to stop hanging out with people and certain girls and i started to go for the dreams and i really found out who i was and that's where my confidence really flew high is because in the bar scene i was always an attractive guy for the most part built worked as a bartender promoter woo woo, you know the cool guy downtown but i still lack confidence like a lot of these guys like a lot of bodybuilding culture we probably know that you know it's okay like a lot of these people are insecure they're good people but they're insecure that's all in the gym all day every day but then you go go talk to that girl no you know what i'm saying that's how i used to be but I found my true confidence when I just stopped drinking, stopped people pleasing. And I just started being me. Like, you know, kind of like our parents, like, just be you, honey. No, it's got to be like our, our clients, you know, just eat this, do this. No, it's got to be harder. It's got to be something more to this. No, just be you, Eric. And you're going to, you're going to, you're going to kill it. Just be funny, be you. And then that's when my life took off. When I just started being me, stop drinking, stop smoking, just be healthy, happy, confident, any kind of negativity that comes my way, bad influences. And that's what I push to my men besides fitness is just really taking care of your personal growth, personal development, a bird of a feather flocks together. You're an average of the five closest people you hang with, man. So I really do a good job. Even if it's like your family and friends, dude, like our family and friends, like there are people, but we call it LA, like limited association. Like I come around all the time, but there's only so much I can stay, you know, stay a long time and got to be with you every day. Types I can't do every day anymore because that that's just what it is. You know, like you guys want to stay up to 12 midnight playing video games and doing stuff like that or watching the, the basketball game. Like that's cool and all like to each their own, but I'd rather wake up at five thirty, five 5 o'clock in the morning, get to the gym by six and have a great productive day. So that makes sense. So like that, that's, that's kind of like a scatter, like who I am, what drives me is just, I want to be the best version of myself. And I really want to help a lot of men see their true potential and become their authentic self.